Welcome to The Spiritual Awakener, where you'll hear everyday people's stories of their awakening moments that led them to work with you, the collective. Now here's your host, Susan Kennard. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Spiritual Awakener podcast. I'm Susan Kennard, and I'm here to help you understand a little bit more about who you are, the amazing soul that you are on this planet. You know that you came here for a really important reason. You may not know exactly what that is, but your soul definitely knows. And sometimes you have these spiritual awakenings or these turning points in your life that you can look back on and you can say, oh my goodness, now I get it. Now I understand why I needed to go through what I went through. So this is a podcast where I get to interview really cool people about their awakening stories. Now I know that they can't tell me all their awakening stories and boy, we have many, but they do share with me pivotal ones that have led them to help you guys and myself because we are all one. So I can't wait to introduce you to my next guest because when you think about pleasing everyone, we've all done it, right? But Lizzie Mole has a particular way to help you understand that. So thank you, Lizzie Mole, for being here on the Spiritual Awakener podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, Susan. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Yeah, sure, Lizzie. Thank you. And for those of you that are stateside or, you know, wherever you are in the world, I'm recording this in the UK. And Lizzie is actually in Scotland. However, you might want to listen to her accent because she's not actually from Scotland. So Lizzie, do you want to just tell us where you're from? So I'm from Australia. I'm from the East Coast. Um, Yeah, you're going to be able to tell my accent. I'm a very dry (laughs) country Australian girl. So (laughs) there's a lot of words that I'm learning here in Scotland that really pronounce ours and you know, we yeah. cut ours off completely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's really interesting, isn't it? Being in different places. You know, I have a very Southern English accent and many people say to me, oh my goodness, do you live in London? And I'm like, well, no, I live on the South coast of the UK. However, wherever you go in the world, and I've been to Australia and New Zealand and all over, you, I think you start to pick up the twang, don't you? So do you feel, you've not been there long though, have you? You've only been in Scotland for a few months. Nine months now, I think it is. Yeah. But um, I promise (laughs) promise myself though, because I lived here in my early 20s. Yeah. And I came back to Australia with a total different accent. Um, But this time I promised myself, I'm like, okay, like this is a practice I'm going to cultivate to make sure Mm -hmm. I stay true to myself and don't lose the accent. Yeah. there's some local. I don't terms. think you will. Well, I'm focused on not losing the yeah, accent, yeah. but I'm learning yeah. local terms like, you know, my wee kids, right? <laughs> my wee kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Scottish thing. Yeah. It's also Northern Irish as well. Northern Irish. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that tiny yeah. little word, yeah. I can still say it, but say it where I'm from. Yeah. But incorporate yeah. it. So, <laughs> I'm really practicing this time. Like, stay Australian. Good fun. Stay Australian. <laughs> It's really good fun. It's really good fun. So, Lizzie, what would you say, you know, as you introduce yourself, and I know, you know, I spoke a little tiny bit about people pleasing. How would you say, you know, that you want to introduce yourself in this podcast? What would you say? As in like professionally or like? Yeah, like what do you help people 
people with. We're going to talk more in more detail about that. But why did why, why did I say about people pleasing? What do you think that? So my work here in this lifetime is to share my story, and you know this is what your podcast is all about. Yeah. You know, I discovered that my biggest lesson in life was what I was here to teach. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which is, yeah, which is around yeah. people pleasing. Wow. You know? So the moment. One, do you want the full story? <laughs> so, so yeah, so really, so what Liz is going to talk, we're going to have a chat about is really about, you know, how, how does that happen in our life? You know, like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, yeah, I always please others. I don't think about myself. You know, Lizzie and I are going to have a conversation about that from many different angles, I feel, not just from the spiritual perspective, but from our human perspective as well. And probably the patterns, you know, the why we've done done that in our life and perhaps how we can heal that as well but Lizzie if you can talk about you know how did you kind of come across that how what was your spiritual awakening that led you to understand that so as you speak you know like we do have a lot of moments that are spiritual awakening moments but back I think it was 2020 Mm -hmm. um I was trying to run an event like I'd one run sorry I've had run one the year previously for 100 women it was like spirituality self-development mixed with like business learning it was really cool 100 Mm. women came it was fantastic I was like okay I'm gonna do this again however the second one I just kept getting roadblock after roadblock from Australia's worst ever bushfires Mm. Australia's like whole east coast was flooded but every single time I'd go to launch like new tickets Mm. it was just like I was met with disaster after disaster the day that we sent out press releases to every single publication every radio Mm. media possible was the day that COVID landed in the media that was the day that I was like okay what's happening here universe like yeah what's going on yeah it was also the day that I was creating the timetable for the event it was two days 18 speakers yeah I was Putting everyone's names out, but guess what? I'd forgotten mine. How interesting. Wow. Forgotten your voice. I did it again, right? Mm. That Mm. word, I did, you know, that that sentence, I did it again, you know? Yeah. That was the moment where I was like, oh, wow. Like, here I am. This event was to showcase my magic, my story. Yeah. But yet, I didn't. You hadn't made space for you. No. There was no space. Wow. And so, yeah. From there, I lost the event, obviously, because of COVID, because events yeah, yeah. Know, we couldn't do in person anymore. Couldn't so do any, any in person, no. My whole business went kaput. I was a mess on the couch for, goodness, like three weeks. My children were jumping all around me and I was just like a blubbering mess. How old, how old are your children? They're now eight and six. So. Oh, well, they're really little. Mine are um, nearly 15, so 14 and a half, and just 13. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? So having the older kids. So like for me, my kids had only like just started like school for the very first oh time and COVID God. rocks around. Yeah. By the way, that was a nice few weeks. Now you get to be home again. Yeah. yeah. Not only was I a mess, you know, I was juggling them and trying to homeschool them and showing up yeah. for them. Yeah. You know, like, and that's the thing, like we please. And trying to work. And, and trying to work. work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a mm-hmm. huge moment. And I went into a big journaling phase of like, okay, I need to get to the bottom of the reason why this mm. was a thing for me and why yeah. I was like consistently and continually pleasing others. And it's yeah. not to say that we're not allowed to be kind to other people and do mm-hmm. things for sure. people. Yeah. It's about 
when it comes to us sacrificing our own well-being and Mm -hmm. our happiness for others. Yeah, yeah. That's where I was. So I went on to study. (laughs) But just thinking about that now, you know, we, we know, don't we, that, you know, that today is never about today. So there's some of the parts of what we're experiencing in our external, we could talk about frequency, but our external world is a reflection of our internal belief systems and our internal world, right? So you must have had experiences and inklings, maybe in relationships, maybe not, you know, but, you know, you must have had inklings where perhaps you had been the people pleaser or your mother was, and, and no no judgment with anyone, by the way, if you're listening no, no. <laughs> to this, we're not judging her mother or my mother or anyone. We're just saying that when you're brought up in a situation that perhaps someone is people pleasing, you know, you bring that in as perhaps an experience. That's just one area, right? But, or maybe you had to please someone. Maybe that's what your, you know, your role was. You had to please someone. What, what, what do you feel led you to play out that role as a people pleaser? It was funny. I was actually triggered back in my mid-20s um, mm. by someone coming up to me. Being a country Australian girl, one of the things that we're taught for those in the country is storytelling. You know, you yeah. sit around and you share stories. And it wasn't yeah. a competition thing. It was just like, oh, my goodness, you know, your fish was this big or yeah, yeah. I'm um, wow. this big and this cow did this, blah, blah, blah. Like it was it was about entertaining and storytelling. It was like an art. That's a bit life. like circle time here. Yeah. Yeah. You have circle time, yeah, for kids, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. you know, a sharing space. So I was at a party and someone pulled me aside and was like, hey, Liz, like why do you have to prove yourself all the time? And I was like, what? Wow. I was like, excuse me, like, what do you mean? Like, well, every single time you tell a story, it has to be better than the last person. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, what? So from that moment. A hard thing to hear, right? Right. I'd imagine. Yeah. I completely shut down. So that was the moment that triggered me. Like, we are all people pleasers, Mm. like, from day one, because it's a learnt behaviour. Yeah. Um, It's also you know, trauma as well, you know, can be it's also survival, right? Yeah. Survival. So it will be our it will be probably our, you know, tribal aspect of ourselves, our raw part, but also, you know, our ancestral, yeah. our past lives, our everything. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, hearing that, you know, I shut down. Mm. So I decided that, you know, because this is like the most common trait for people, please, is like we stop believing in ourselves. We stop showing up for ourselves because we no longer feel adequate for others. Mm, mm, so mm. in that split moment, I decided that, oh, my goodness, everyone who I thought I loved doesn't like me. All of a sudden, you know, my stories, I shouldn't share, I shouldn't talk anymore because no one wants to hear what I had to say. Yeah. So if I fast forwarded 10 years yeah. to that event, yeah. of course I didn't put myself in a schedule. Why? Because I didn't believe I had a story to tell because I'd stopped telling stories for a decade. Yeah. Wow. So that's. So how old were you when that kind of light bulb happened and you shut down a bit of your heart that day? How old were you then? I think I was like 26, 27. I remember. So do you think there was anything, because I always believe, I I don't know about you, but my my, um, specialism is, is early trauma. 
early childhood trauma was where I was trained originally. And I always feel that the naught to seven is like a really, really kind of influential, obviously before then in the womb as well. But naught to seven, like looking at that, do, do you feel like there was anything, you know, and, and when if you're listening to this, guys, just listen and just feel into this as well, because this is maybe a little bit of heart opening that we're doing together here. But if you think about, you know, how how was it for you growing up? Do you feel like your mother or father, you know, you were the pleaser for them or you found that from your mother or your father? What do you feel? You know, first of all, zero to seven, I'm 100% with you here. Like those years, we are so impressionable. Mm -hmm. Like this is where we're learning what life means. Mm -hmm. Thanks, parents. Thanks, you know, extra caregivers, all of those people that were in our lives at the time. Absolutely. As a child, Mm -hmm. you know, our role, Mm -hmm. you know, like we all did this. I just want to see my parents happy. Mm, sure. We, we want the validation of a smile, a hug, yeah. to feel loved. And mm. that, you know, to feel loved, Yeah. you know, at a young age. And if you didn't have that or experience that, mm-hmm. yeah, that is people-pleasing at its root. Yeah, right? it's incredible, um, right? Mm. So you're continually trying to get the people around you to feel feed that validation of like you are loved mm. so and this so you, this will do. play out in you know if i'm thinking about you know kind of relationships in the sense of friendships but intimate relationships as well with partners and so on this is obviously something that is you know going to affect you know those dynamics isn't it you know if we're thinking about <laughs> you know you're laughing because it's so, so true for me <laughs> So for the yeah, um, so for the for those that are not watching this on the actual video on my YouTube and across social, but are listening to this on audio, before Lizzie was laughing, actually she was really smiling, and we're we're smiling together before we actually say anything because it makes sense that you know if you are in the profession of helping others, which we both are. And it's our job, it's our mission, let's call it, you know, to help others. Be sure that we did this work because we were trying to work something out of ourselves. And I know definitely being a psychologist, psychotherapist, all that stuff in my previous life, I know that as much as it's been amazing for me, it was a journey I needed to go on. When I look back now, and I'm sure it's the same for you, Lizzie, and if you're listening to this, and you are a counsellor or you call yourself a healer or, you know, your channel, whatever, there will be a reason why you're of service that way because you were working it out yourself. I love that, don't you? No blame, no shame, no judgment, just that's just how it is, right? Well, we have to call it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, authentic, being authentic, yeah. Yeah, well, we have to be that honest, like calling Mm. it, you know, like, well, I've done the work and I have to – honor my giggle before of like yeah the pattern you know like yes as a child like seeking that love like that was me yeah of course I did it with partners you know I had several relationships before I met my husband (laughs) where I was just like you know pick me pick me pick me I'll do anything yes 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 you know and then I met my husband and I'm like he's just showering me with love I'm like what do I do with this I've never experienced this level of love before yeah and you know he was just giving it yeah. With ease and with love and with like honesty. Whereas and I you not needing to 
you not needing to actually, yeah, like prove yourself, which is kind of a lovely segue from what we was talking about before was this need to prove yourself. So let's go back. So basically you had this experience when you were in your 20s, which we now looked at and said, well, actually there was, you know, there'd be dynamics between not to seven, even earlier probably, you know, that we don't know about, that we don't know, yeah? And then it plays itself out. And then, so what happened after that? So, you, you know, 2020, everyone's going through their own spiritual awakening, yeah? I know I flew back from San Diego early March 20. Trump closed the borders, so I just got back into the UK and it was closed. And uh, I was speaking at a new media summit, actually, which is the podcast stuff, yeah? I was speaking on stage there. And I got back and then the whole world was just like, oh, okay, let's go through this spiritual <laughs> awakening. So, so you know, what happened then for you? So for me, I, as I mentioned, I did a lot of journaling and what I realized was like, okay, I had this problem. Like this was what a reoccurring pattern that I had of my own. I went on to get counseling, but I also went on to study um, mm. cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. I was diagnosed as a high-functioning autistic from my psychologist because of the way that my mind works and also like my very heightened sense of emotions. Yeah. And, you know, we all go through periods of sense of emotions and things like that. So I, for years, you know, was always like, why am I so different? Like, what? Yeah, you can work it out. Yeah. We all have a very complex mind. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But for me, I just got so engrossed with, okay, how does the mind work? How do our patterns become like what they are? Mm-hmm. Like, why does our behavior do this? You know, I spent the next two years studying pretty much. So that's got me to here. And, you know, I needed to get out of where I was in Australia because it felt heavy mm-hmm. and icky and just, like, I just need to feel yeah. expansive. You know, like I yeah. did so much healing. We were living off grid in a rainforest, yeah. which was beautiful. Oh, um, wow. What part, what part of us? So near Byron Bay. So for anyone who's traveled Australia knows mm. Byron Bay. It's yeah. The most east wow. beach, the most beautiful beach. So we were 40 yeah. minutes away from there in a rainforest, which is beautiful. I st- still our home. We still have it. But, you know, I needed that place to nurture and really come in on who mm. I was because yeah. it was a soul discovery. Like I had oh, to yeah. really learn who I was. Like, why did mm. I do that? Why? I had to question everything. Yeah. Um, so for the last two years, that's what I've been doing. And I ended up writing a book, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Cool. What's your book called? It's not out yet. <laughs> still- oh, it's out. When, when's it out? It's a bit like mine then, because mine's being edited <laughs> right now. So well, I'm about you to don't start know getting out. it edited. I'm hoping next Oh, year. fantastic. So 80,000 words, like just yeah. poured my everything into it, life experiences, yeah. lessons, all the things. Did you want to say a title or are you I not can. quite ready? Okay. Dancing All right. in the wild. Oh, wow. Dancing in the wild. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love your accent. Yeah. Like, dancing. I'm like, yes, it makes it sound even better. <laughs> <laughs> dancing. <laughs> dancing. <laughs> dancing. <laughs> so, yeah, Dance. it's a labor of love, but I needed to yeah. go through that to yeah. move through my lessons and my learning. Yeah. Um, so I can then support others because I knew that this message that I had, like, I'm so passionate about, I'm like, why do you do that for them? Like, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing you. Yeah. I get so fired up about it. I'm like, well, that's, I need to be sharing that more. So I've restructured my life and business. Sorry. 
something's just coming to me about that. Like, so I, I've obviously um, written my mind's out this year, actually, um, Awaken the Light Within Your Heart. So it's all my trauma processes and guides channel through it, which is I'm loving. I'm loving the whole editing publishing process of it but what I was going to say was that yes that's massively a journey when you write a book isn't it it's not just like you write a book and then that's it and it is for others it's a message for others but it's also cathartic and healing for yourself isn't it you know it's like that journey those days I was just bawling my eyes out um writing because I was reliving experiences so like you know so the way that my mind works like to articulate what goes on like I have to pull it apart like every single moving piece and you know like it's like I'm in that situation again and you know yeah it's hard to fight some of those situations because you're like well I've already lived that I can't change what's happened no I can't kick myself because I didn't say this or I didn't do x y and z you know like yeah it's like well okay well here I am now I get to honour that, you know, yeah. as you said, you know, like there's steps, like it gets like us steps. to like be where mm-hmm. we need to be because we need those yeah. lessons. And if we didn't have those lessons. It's the growth of the soul, isn't it? You know, it's it a, the expansion of the soul and, you know. It will be so boring. <laughs> yeah. And, we, you know, with the, the sum of the parts of everything that we've experienced and, it, you know, when you, when you write a book, um, it's not just you writing a book it's you literally with the some of the parts of all of your life experience going into that book and you might not talk about your birth but essentially you're talking about your birth yeah. because you've got everything and and when you work with people as well like you're not just getting someone who's done a degree maybe or a couple of courses you're getting someone that has however many years of their life bringing it to you yeah life experience life experience yeah yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, so yeah. you're planning for the book to come out this year or 2023? I would have liked it to be this year, but I've also yeah. had a few things that have decided that yeah. um, I had a course that I first created after COVID mm-hmm. to support mm-hmm. the people pleasing and how to mm-hmm. digest it. And I ran it a few times. So I'm rebirthing that as well this year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. It's like they both feed each other. Mm. so to mm. make each other better so I'm kind of like well I'm carrying these two beautiful together. pieces mm. together yeah and they'll form together when the time is right and I have to just so imagine. Lizzie if people want to kind of have a look at this stuff on your website can you just say your website just so that people can you know yeah absolutely so you can find me at Lizzie l-i-double-z-i-e malt m-o-u-l-t dot com so I always like those you know molting like I've got a lot of hair where's my husband <laughs> so like he's, he's been molting. molting exactly <laughs> not a whiskey malt it's a I'm losing my hair malt <laughs> yeah it's, it's a different malt where being in Scotland she she thinks about the other whiskey malt which is m-a-l-t <laughs> yes um malt whiskey but yeah so so basically you know looking at that looking at all that for you then how do you help people? So how do you, coming from where you've come from, understanding who you are now, you know, writing the information, creating courses, how do you help people? So, so people moment, listening to it and they, they're yeah. interested in working with you. I've got a couple of resources, free resources on my website. There's a quiz and journal mm-hmm. prompts. I'll share that in a minute. I also 
offer like one-on-one. So it's called Prioritize You because obviously the remedy to people-pleasing is putting your own needs first. Uh, Prioritize you. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So people can have a private session with you. And is it possible if they mention the podcast, The Spiritual Awakener, with me, if they mention it, could they get like a a 10 or 15-minute kind of chat with you where they could then make a decision whether they wanted to you know, embark on that journey. Would that be okay? As, as a- Absolutely. I actually prefer having chats with people before I work with them because yeah. you've actually got to be committed to doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely take Lizzie up on that. You know, you'll be able to contact her um, via the show notes on this show. But if not, you can go over to her website, lizziemold.com and um, contact her because you can have a conversation with her with no attachment, like just a conversation. (laughs) And then if you feel that there's, you know, you have a a recognition together that you can work together and really do some really deep work, then that would be a good journey to go on. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, So what else, Lizzie? So how does it, how does it work with your family? You know, how does that work? You know, the stuff that you do, how does it work around your family? Because I have a family, so I know what it's like. Yeah. So My husband is super supportive. I'm very, very Mm. grateful. But one of the things I always swear that, you know, he's my rock. And I think Mm. for us, it's having open communication. Yeah. Um, I'm slightly probably too organized. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have like post-it notes and calendars and, you know, charts of frameworks of how everyone's week's going to be. But, (laughs) you know, we all work as a system and like yeah. as a unit, like we have yeah. to communicate. It's about communication. So, you know, I work between the hours that my kids are at school. There's often yeah. I do clients mostly from the US in my evenings, but, you know, yeah. I choose which nights those are going to be. So it's not affecting yeah. my whole week because yeah. still my Same priority way. right now with small kids is to yeah. be a mum. Yeah, Once they exactly. turn teenagers and don't want to know me, sure, I can rechange my schedule, but right now, they're young. Did you ever do that though? Did you ever do that? Because I, I, I definitely did in my early experience of having my business and being therapist that I am. I filled, you know, I used to fill my diary completely, which I don't do now, which I don't do at all now, but I used to. And then I'd find I'm like, oh my goodness, what, no time for me, you know? So that's a really good point. So this is going to go back to our very, like one of your earlier questions we talked about. The reason why I choose my kids, mm. for like, you know, I love my husband as well, yes. <laughs> um, and, and I do prioritise him, but while they're little, but like, especially for those mums that are listening, you know, like mm. I was the kid who didn't feel the love. Yeah. Okay. So mm. now that I'm getting emotional, I wanted to make sure that my kids yeah. feel that love. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I sacrifice everything and everything for them. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I still like, well, mommy's got to work tonight. Yeah, you know, same. You know, it, these things do happen, but mm-hmm. I don't feel my weekends. I don't feel every single night mm-hmm. because I want to reinforce to them that I'm here, you know, yeah, and that I'm here to listen and be supportive. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, my childhood experience was not that. You know, so you're stopping the cycle. So basically, you're stopping yes. the cycle. That's what I'm hearing, you know, yes. from my guides, and it's like stopping that cycle so that they don't need to people please well it's funny because i see it in my kids like they do do it and i but that i think that's natural that children want to 
kind of, you know, please their parents and be, you know, like, yeah, I think that's kind of natural. But it's when it becomes like they have to do it to get any attention. That's a different thing. Well, as I mentioned earlier, Mm. it's the difference between where it's sacrificing your own emotional and mental well-being and your happiness. Yeah. Like once you switch that, like, you know, my daughter, bless her, she's probably the worst out of the two of them for Mm. it. But I'm like, hey, sweetheart, like you can make a decision. Like, because I see it with her friends, Mm. you know, as Mm. well. And I'm like, well, what what do you believe? What do you feel? What do you want? Mm. You know, and I know she's only eight, but at the Mm. same time, like, It's giving her the skills and the ability to make yeah. a choice for her. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like <laughs> your teachers are like the boss. You know, I'm your yeah. parent. I'm your boss. Like, you know, yeah. you have to meet my standards. It's bringing it back, isn't it? So it's yeah. bringing it back to almost like they have got a voice. They have got an opinion. They have got a reason to say yes or no. Yeah. And not sort of taking that away from them. So I'm just thinking about here that if you're listening to this and you feel guided to do some work with Lizzie or contact her, what sort of things do people come to you for? What sort of things? So, for example, what sort of client base do you attract? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's so many. Um, I do actually work with a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, Yeah. Because they are like they're carrying, I call it the mother load. Like there yeah. is so much going on and mm-hmm. they're drowning. You yeah. know, like I doing want too to much. Do, doing too much. Like that mm-hmm. is usually the number one thing. Also with business owners, especially, like it's about visibility, it's about showing mm-hmm. up. A lot of people are really worried about putting themselves out there. Right. Yeah. And it's that lack of confidence and lack of self-esteem. So, mm. you know, and that does cross over, you know, like I've worked with moms, I've worked with people in a nine to five just yeah. to reestablish who they are, like, because they've lost themselves. Is that the end of the day? Yeah. So how do you do that, Lizzie? How do you do that? Well, what happens? How does it look? How does it look? We, well, sessions really. So I usually work with someone for three months to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that way you can actually see change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's all online. It's conversations mm-hmm. and it's pulling apart patterns and behaviors yeah. and our learning and actually mm. digging deep and questioning like what's our truth, what isn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I use cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm also mm-hmm. um, an internationally recognized life coach. Um, dabbled in a bit of positive psychology as well. And mm. yeah, I'm continually learning because once again, yeah, the yeah. science and the mind are like, give me more. <laughs> but, but Lizzie also, because obviously, you know, if you've been listening to me, you know that I work with my guides. I'm known as a spiritual scientist. I, you know, channel and so on. But Lizzie also works with her guides, which she hasn't mentioned. No. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you not only get, you know, we not only work with you from a kind of traditional perspective of psychology, et cetera, but we're also being guided all of the time. So I would imagine, Lizzie, that it's fast because definitely now as the veil is a lot thinner and our connection to our guidance is much stronger, then it's going to be, it's going to be fast, faster work than the old days, I call it the old days of, you know, kind of trawling through <laughs> because obviously we're guided all the time. You know, in the days of psychotherapy, it was, you know, 
six months. Do you know what I mean? And now it's up like, something up a hill. You're like, come on. Come yeah, on. yeah. Yeah. Because what we don't know is what we don't know, right? You know, we don't know what we don't know. So it's like when we're, when we're given that guidance or we're working with someone, it's like, does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah, 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 that does. So then you can actually go there. So I'm sure that that's how you work, right? Yeah, I yeah. I read people. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very scary. Like one of my things, um, <laughs> people's body language and yeah. everything to like just how you respond to a question, you know. Like, yeah there's things and then stuff just drops in of like oh I need to ask you that yes exactly surprise I don't know where that came from but answer it (laughs) yeah and it's always and it's always pivotal and it's like we 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 chatted Lizzie didn't we before we started recording before we went live and I said well we're just gonna you know we're gonna go with it we're gonna go with the flow and literally we knew that we would just be guided with a conversation rather than actually having a particular structure as much as we have a bit of a structure, we don't really. And I think that's probably how, so if you're listening to this and you feel drawn to work with Lizzie, then know that it will be where you need to go with it. So you may have come with a set of experiences and a plan, but that plan could well be changed because your higher self, I'm going to go there, your higher self and your soul knows exactly why you're there and here and in this experience. <laughs> I love this. So, <laughs> so my whole thing is change. What is it? Breaking the rules. I'm here to like, you know, yeah. people to like embrace their inner yeah. rebel. <laughs> like it's exactly. It's, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's like you know, because you've been, you know, we've we've been like the schooling system. We've been told to do this we've been told to do that we've done our qualifications we've done all of that and had to follow a structure and what's really lovely I think is now in this experience of working with people we can be creative as they can be creative as well and we don't have to answer to anyone which is kind of my guides are stepping right in here so um <laughs> that's really fun so Lizzie, you know, we're coming to coming to the part where we're kind of wrapping up. So is there anything that you would like to share and any last thoughts that you want to share with people, my community? I guess like just know that life is a journey and you know, mm. in regards to people pleasing, we all do it. Um yeah. and it's not to say that when you do it it's wrong. It's knowing when it's actually, you know. You're sacrificing yourself and that's what we need to question. I do have a quiz on my website. I Mm -hmm. highly recommend you get to find out like your people-pleasing personality, you know, like. People-pleasing, PPP, people-pleasing personality. (laughs) Yeah, it gives you a bit of an insider as to like some of the things that we do, you know. Some people are really like apologizers. Some are like super busy all the time. Like there's a couple of personalities so you can learn more about yourself so you can but the british apologize all the time have you noticed that since you've been here sorry Sorry. i'm really sorry sorry. i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) we do that yeah we do that naturally so i actually challenge people i know yeah (laughs) because i'm like Like, you don't need to say sorry they're like what yeah i'm like stop saying sorry you don't need to apologize i know i'm like where does that come from if we're thinking about you know the, the uk because I don't say sorry because I'm particularly sorry. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just it's, because it's, it's like language. It's a reaction, right? 
Mm, it's a reaction. So that's a behavior that yeah. you've learned. Yeah. So in this country. Or it doesn't affect me in any way, shape or form. But, but yeah. It learned behavior. So yeah. as a country, if everyone's doing it, you become doing it. So we talked earlier about accents. It's like me yeah. challenging the status quo. I'm like, no, I'm going to yeah. stay in my authentic self and be Australian, yeah. you know, like if yeah. possible. Yeah. So what if, you know, you realize that saying sorry was not yeah thing like and challenging that like it and in holland right in holland because i lived in holland for two and a half years expert and baited lons <laughs> a little it proud and baited lons my friend it hielmule i can speak a tiny little bit of dutch <laughs> but i found and i'm not saying this to be offensive to dutch people by the way i'm just laughing about it i actually found it the dutch really rude <laughs> and that was because <laughs> yeah, I, that was because I was there in my, you know, late 20s and so on. I lived there and um, I had a Dutch boyfriend at the time. And I just could not believe that people did not say excuse me and sorry, because I'd been brought up. And this is quite funny, right? So I'd been brought up with that's what you did, you know, and especially even the older generation would push you out of the way and not say excuse me or anything in the supermarkets. And I was like, what is this country? Yeah. But then I realized that as you were, you know, you were talking about like this behavior that we that we create, they created it from their own colloquial, Germanic, whatever it might be. And we created ours from, you know, our British upbringing, you know, and so there's not no right and no wrong. It's writing your own rules. Yeah. It's so so cool. So interesting. Yeah, I'm going to be aware when I say sorry now. But I, to be honest, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel any subservience with it. You know, it's yeah. like it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel. Oh God, I'm really sorry. That that doesn't come into it. It's just like, oh sorry, <laughs> you know, like so that one's like, an unconscious one, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is yeah. where I get for me. Like this is where I get like really interested because I'd still challenge yeah. you on the unconscious ones because yeah, pound, right? Yeah. So even yeah. though you're unconsciously doing it, yeah, there's still a level of like I'm apologizing for something. I know, right? It's going to make so, me much more conscious of it now, Lizzie. <laughs> so those of you that know me really well, my members, my soul family, she's not like say sorry anymore. I'm yeah. I don't think I do online though. That's the thing. It's probably just in physical person. But my friend Corinne will be listening to this. So, Corinne, if you listen to this and I say sorry a lot, or you do, we're going to pick each other up on it. <laughs> and I want to just, like, with this mm-hmm. sorry thing as well, like, you can say sorry when an apology is required. Oh, yeah. So but not just, just as up, a, not just because yeah, yeah. it's just a flick of the tongue, because yeah, uh, that yeah. flick of the tongue, it compounds. Like, it really does. Like, it's yeah. an unconscious behavior that you've just held on to for, for no yeah. reason. Like, <laughs> I'm 52 years old. Okay, so I've <laughs> I've held on to it for long enough. <laughs> yeah, woohoo! On the Queen's Day that we're recording this in the archetypal British celebration here on the 2nd of June, 2022, I have decided to take that bit of the British out of me. <laughs> oh, that's huge. <laughs> So lovely, isn't it? I'm going to hold you accountable to this. I'm, I'm going to come back and be like, so Susan, I'm fine with that. You? Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Oh my God, what a great, great way to end it. I really, I've loved our conversation. It's been so much fun. 
I really hope you guys listen to this. I've got a lot from it. I definitely have. And you're going to have to hold me accountable to the sorry. <laughs> but yeah, if you're listening to this and you feel, you know, a real resonance with it, and I'm sure you do because, you know, I feel pretty empowered in my life. I feel very, very confident in myself. However, that was something that I hadn't even thought about because I didn't see it as something that affected me at all. But when we think of frequency and we think of our vibration and words are spells, we are spelling on ourselves all the time. Lizzie Mel, thank you so much for being here on the Spiritual Awakener podcast. I've had so much fun. I hope you have listening in. If you've got a spiritual awakening story that you want to share with me and my listeners, I'd love to hear from you. Find me at susankennard.co.uk or co.uk. Also, if you want to hear my spiritual awakening story, pop over to episode one where you hear all about how I was woken in the night. Much love for now and I'll see you very soon on the next episode of The Spiritual Awakener. Thanks for listening to The Spiritual Awakener and being a part of our conversation. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get great information at susankennard.co.uk.